chill, but you so hot that I melted. I fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. Hello. Hey. Am I there? Loud and clear? You are loud and clear. Okay, I'm, I'm hoping that this setup works better. It's almost the same, just different headphones and I... I'm laying in bed, so to damp those waves that were getting vibrated through the phone last time. <laughs> and also, I had uh, David told me something about my microphone. Um, okay. He had taken my microphone to a classroom before, just before we recorded, and he set it up on a group, like a surround kind of audio. Oh, a different setting, I yes, see. Yes, yes. So there's a switch on it that you can go back and forth from one person talking straight into it to it picking up the whole room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully now I won't I won't have the same problem, but uh, you know I I manage. No matter what, we we truck along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get by somehow or other. Yeah. Huh. So um, today we're talking about, let me check the names, so those are, there's a name <laughs> well, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, Yinka, Yinka Schoenberg, I hadn't heard of him, but I, I find him pretty interesting. Yes. Um, well, you know what, just to take a step back, I, I love mm-hmm. that Art 21, I think that's just a phenomenal resource, and it's mm-hmm. a really good thing for getting conversation going, and yeah. it seems every single one that I pick up is just as good as every other one. Yes. And uh, But what got me on that one was, uh, I think when I looked it up first, I maybe follow through my procedure here, it, it's uh, something to do with, is it like women's, something to do with women in art this month. I, I don't remember. Just give me one second here and I'm going to look it up. But yeah, so anyway, I, I that was one of the artists, she was one of the artists that was talked about and I thought, oh, let's see what's in there with her in it. And so that was that one. Cindy like, Sherman? Yeah, Cindy Sherman. Yes, that's right. We're talking about yeah, yeah. And I've known about, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I think she's a very interesting artist. And I've been reading a little bit about her too. So I, I didn't know that much about her. I just know she's a she does sort of photography, but it's more of a you know taking photography to a different sort of almost like um, installation level. Yes, staged photography. Yeah, staged photography, and she's in them a lot. That was I think that was what the point of that particular series on our 21 was right. It was called transformations. Oh, that and makes so it sense. Was, yeah. So it was about people that are the subjects of their own art. Oh yeah. I, I can, so, now I understand. Yes. Yeah. So she's had a real history of doing that. Like being at her, uh, I don't even know if she takes pictures of other people or not. I really don't know that much about her. I just think she's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I guess that other fellow as well, Yinka Shonabar, his name's in front of me. That's why I'm able to remember it. I, he's he's um, spent a bunch of time in Nigeria. He's yeah. he's from London. Oh, London, yes. But, he, but, but he, his, parent, his dad was a lawyer, and he ended up practicing law in Nigeria, so... He, he witnessed a lot of stuff there, probably that informed, and I think he puts a lot of himself, and he's also disabled, which I thought was fascinating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to see even, I, I wasn't even sure uh, until I saw the uh, wheelchair. I did not yeah, he, realize. He, yeah. yeah, apparently he had some sort of um, rare thing that attacked his spine, and half his body is paralyzed. Yeah, a virus. And that happened, when he, that happened 
Yeah, virus. Yeah, that happened when he was 18, so he's had it for quite a long time. And he, he was actually, it always comes back to the Venice Biennale, but he, he represented the United Kingdom and of Venice Biennale at some point. So these, these are all pretty big names that are 21 picks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so I mean, even ones that I haven't heard of, it's like, oh, well, like, and I didn't, I, I read a little bit about Cindy Sherman as well, and I wasn't aware that she got a, um, uh, she was a MacArthur Fellow at one point. That's very prestigious and difficult to get grant. Oh, wow, yes. They're... Yeah, so, that, that, so that's really cool. I think they only give out three of them a year or something like that. I think there's oh, one in yeah. our... One in literature and one in music and one in and um, in visual arts, I think. It seems like um, these artists are working twenty four seven, eh? You gotta wonder, huh? Yeah. It does seem that. It seems like a little like bit just... like Brian Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got a yeah, touch of the more, of the savvy. <laughs> yeah. Well I think that's what it takes. I think if you're driven I think as a visual artist that's something that that um, and I see it in you too, to be honest, Isabel. I think that I think you're very driven. Well, I I, I choose my battles. So like I I'll, I'll come home and I'll sit quietly and I'll do something by the while watching TV or you know I try to integrate things as much as I I can into my life. But uh, it isn't. All my life, I, I can see that, uh, for example, that uh, Cindy Sherman uh, woman, she's she's doing it constantly, you can tell. Yeah, she, e she eats, drinks, and breathes it, as they say, right? You can tell that she's, like, dreaming about making art, and then she gets up and makes art, and when she's not making art, she's thinking about making art, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you see her, like... Uh displays that she was pulling out filled with uh, masks and... Oh, I know. She's got all of the stuff from her whole career in that studio space. It's really interesting. There was another short little video I watched on her that was about her mannequins. I guess she's got a bunch of... She has a ser bunch of series that involve mannequins. And these were they creep mannequins and masks, I think it was called. It's only a couple minutes long. It's worth, uh, worth watching that as well. But yeah, I really like her. I like she her drive. Is, I like her... She is really, really different... Um, yeah, and she's just been doing playing it for a with long a time. lot of psychological, psychological, yeah, for cre sure, creepies, <laughs> creepy crawlies. Yeah, yeah, you had, yeah, you had brought up that, uh, you know, the whole clown thing, mm -hmm. and that, that's that's something that, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a lot of people really don't like clowns. Yeah, so can you describe what she does? Uh, what Cindy Sherman does? She yeah. does like. I think you really staged photography where she will put on certain, um, like, so she's in a lot of it. And again, I think that's why they picked her for this particular, that series. But, um, she, you know, she, the, the one famous one that I remember, it's, it's her and it's just, I don't know, it's hard to describe. You almost have to really look at it. It's the, the like her sense of coloration is really interesting and her, she's got a real way of making herself have this completely vacant look on her. True, like just completely vacant. It, it, I think it's very. Um, I think it speaks a lot about commercialism and just the culture that we've created for ourselves. I believe she talks about that. She wants that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, yeah, I think that comes across very strongly in her work. And then I, I was 
as I said, watching this other one that was to do with mannequins and masks, and I'm remembering seeing other things where the stage photo- photographs aren't of her, but rather of of mannequins. Like she's got them, and they're weird. Like they're weird mannequins. They're not just normal mannequins. They're mannequins that have like that have been smashed, and like the part of their face is missing, or they've got weird clown painting on them, or just whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, kind of industrial looking, almost in a way. Yeah. Like, but almost maybe maybe not, not industrial, but almost like post-apocalyptic industrial, <laughs> like science fiction of the of a future that you don't want to live in. Yeah, I feel that she's drawing upon um, the '60s and '70s when she grew up, uh, referring to the women the way that they were, like their makeup, like overly made up with the wigs and and that kind of. Jackie Kennedy kind yeah, of yeah, that's interesting, yeah. thing, like the salon woman with her big dress and the jewelry, and uh, and then she she does the clown thing um, and changes. Um, she modifies her 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 face, so she becomes when she was young um, in in school in New York. She was working on. Uh, she did made a little movie of um, dolls, paper dolls that were uh, alive uh, and a hand reached in to the dollhouse and picked up this cutout and and the image on the cutout was actually her moving and um, she, she transforms herself. She has sort of regular feature, very, very normal, very you know, um, just average. She has average features. Like I would say, she's a very beautiful woman, but especially when you know very... that she's sixty-three. She doesn't look sixty-three to me. <laughs> Absolutely, it's I like agree. Crazy. I mean, how does it? It's like the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Reverse aging or something. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Well, Dorian Gray, that's funny because um, Yinka Shanibare, he he played on that too. Oh, that's true. That's uh, yeah. He dressed up and made uh, photos as well, and staged photos. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think about uh, this way of working, which you you become the the again? It's a little bit like what we've talked about uh, performance art. How you become the the subject of of the artwork and through photography yeah i think it's right i I think it's an interesting angle on it though like i think it's more interesting than a lot of performance art to me Mm -hmm. not not necessarily not knocking performance art but just for for my own there's something i find very interesting about the way that she puts her stuff together and the way that she puts herself out there yeah, like all the prosthesis that she has, yeah, her it's just teeth like a... and eyes and oh, yeah, she's uh, wild. noses. Yeah, yeah, like she has a this uh, drawer, chest of drawer filled with oh, noses, eyes, and teeth and various things to wear. And yeah, it's can you imagine like being her friend and going through the, <laughs> those drawers and the she'd parties? Good, <laughs> the parties. Yeah, she'd, she'd be a good friend to have at Halloween time <laughs> if you were too lazy to put together a costume. 
Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, you've seen the trend of people um, at weddings wanting to have like little mask things, like mustaches and. Oh, like uh, what do they call it? Masquerade, yeah. Yeah. It's like where you hold bit... like hold the mask on a stick, kind of thing. Yeah. So when um, it's funny because last night I watched a show about uh, brain games um, to do with color how uh, the brain uh, often fills in color or doesn't see certain colors and there are uh, colors that animals or insects see for example and another thing was about the symmetry symmetry of a face and um, it shows uh, five faces and asks the viewers to rank them uh, to their attractiveness and you know, 99% of the time, everybody picks the five, does the same ranking of each photo, because we have evolved in our brain uh, uh, this law of average. There's a proportion or a ratio between features that we rank as like we don't even know we're aware of it. Right, but, right. But it just happens. So the clown, um, with its over-exaggerated eyes, its over-exaggerated mouth, uh, you know, huge hair, big shoes, it's not going to make us feel like this is an attractive person in the first place. So that might be part of why it's we feel that it's creepy but I, I was also reading about it a little bit more um you remember what was that clown thing that happened you know oh, about the, that clown thing the uh the evil clowns popping up and uh yeah I, I didn't quite understand that because i was right at a time when i was uh, dressing up as a clown to go up for halloween so I was, everyone was telling me, everyone was telling me not, that. not to do it I, well, I was halloween i was i wasn't i didn't murder anybody that's right. You had a creepy clown outfit. Yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a creepy clown. You so, definitely uh, were. Yeah. So, so if you had, but you were lucky because you did it a few years before. No, I've done it many times. I've done it like six or seven times, I think now. And oh, this no. year was the, this was the year that just passed when I was being a creepy clown way before I was in vogue. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, this year the problem, well, not this year, but the. Halloween that just happened in in uh, sixteen, uh, people were telling me, "Oh, you, you got to be careful because of I don't know, someone's going to attack me or something." I figured I was I was safe at a Halloween party, and I was right. I didn't get attacked, but I didn't well, want. I, I I was nervous about just wandering around, though. Yeah, because you know what? Um, it's really strange. I was in class, and my students started telling me about this and I said no it's a hoax and <laughs> but you could it was palpable their fear was palpable I I swear to you like they were really afraid at one point you know they thought <laughs> that there was that there were creepy clowns that were going to attack them yeah that's pretty odd but that's like I think that's But then people were attacking the creepy clowns. I think that's what the concern that people had for me, not that I was going to attack someone. No, oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah. I think it was because they would see somebody dressed like a clown and assume that they were going to go and hurt someone or something. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm 
So yeah, I'll probably have to do something other than a clown next year. Clowns is real easy because I got all the stuff downstairs. <laughs> like Cindy Sherman. This is, I think, well, I read this article about what what was the the the, the creepiest uh, job, and uh, always number one was clown. And uh, they figured that um, it was the the this ambiguity as to what this person was, and most yeah. of the clowns are male usually, um, and this kind of uh, deciding, uh, you know, the the stuff that we do when we judge certain situations, we look at eye movement, for example. And because the makeup obscures the eyes, the eyes feel still, and uh, there's all this ambiguity about uh, what 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 are the intentions of this person. Right. So so that might explain partly uh, what is creepy. But the thing is, I grew up with clowns, as, as you know. Yeah, that's uh, the friend. The, anyone with, a, with any French heritage has seen clowns as just ordinary. Well, Soleil Goblet, I mean, um, <laughs> that's a show that was on TV, and uh, uh, we all watched it, and there was nothing scary about Soleil Goblet. And also, nothing scary about all the clowns in Cirque du Soleil. They're right. very artistic. And, and have you heard about the mummers? Yeah, that's like the East Coast thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah the mummers break uh, don't scare me. They break into your house and drink all your booze or something like that? <laughs> yeah, they speak with a reversed voice, kind of. and wow. and, and they ask for drinks. <laughs> And you have to give them drinks. <laughs> it's sort of a home invasion, really. It's kind of is that kind of scary to me. I'm yeah. just I just don't like my I just don't really have any contact with my neighbors, so it'd be very odd for them to do that. <laughs> but so, so it's not necessarily masks that are creepy. Right? No, I think it's I yeah, with in this case of a clown, I don't know, it's like everything about the like, <laughs> But then there's there's clowns that are 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 intentionally creepy, and there's clowns that are not, right? Like, you don't bring a creepy clown to a child's birthday party, for example. Terrifying well, the children. Yeah, but like the the bozo the clown is is creepy. Yeah, so I was gonna say, and then you could just argue that any clown is is arguably creepy, whether it's intent or whether you know, like the clown from like Pennywise from whatever that Stephen King thing. Or oh, Ronald the, McDonald. Ronald McDonald frightens me. That's, that's run, runaway American capitalism dressed as a clown. But when I showed you Sol and Goblet, I'm sure you weren't creeped out by that. No, no. Um, I probably still have that open. I got too many windows open. I can't like, find it. I'll say Cindy Sherman. Sol, Sol wears a, a hat that is all worn out, and he has the more, like, he's a sad clown look, and he's kind of a hobo. There's, there are holes in his shoes. He's a pathetic uh, figure. He's not scary. Uh, right. And he has uh, physical um, gestures that are um, almost feminine in a way. 
And so, so does Gobelet. I, I guess you could both say that both of these clowns have some kind of gentle, meek, kind of tender attributes rather than the f big blown up balloon kind of idea of the big bozo the clown with the hair that <laughs> sticks out. <laughs> Whoever thought that this this would that be, children you would know? like this, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what is. Oh, and there was another thing too. Um, I think it was in the seventies. There was a serial killer that that was uh, John that Wayne was... Ga John Wayne Gacy, I think. Yes, you got the name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a he had uh, some sort of clown thing going on. Yeah, he made creepy uh, clown drawings. Oh, maybe like when he was in when he was in jail. I seem to remember that. Oh. oh, maybe maybe that has kind of passed into the 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 gene memory somehow, and we we just kind of the moment that we think clown, you know, it just kind of sets off this fright or flight response. <laughs> So yeah, I wonder I guess... if just playing with that or with ideas of beauty. What is, I, I have no idea why she would do the clown thing. Yeah, I think uh, I remember there's there's been a number of books of, written about her. She'd be somebody who'd be interesting to um, to follow up on, I think, and to do a little bit of research on because I, I I would be curious to see because you really do wonder like where is this stuff coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember. I think she explained it as it's a person you're not sure of, or something like that. I can't yeah, that remember. yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, what else? Uh, the um, Yinka Shonibear. He did. Um, a, a video of uh, with a dance um, a dance number where people were dressed in sort of what what was it period uh, costumes from oh yeah 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 the eighteenth century would you say yeah I think that was it and colorful though right like his stuff's always really colorful mm -hmm. or what or maybe I don't know maybe that one was I'm I, I watched that last night and I think I was sort of I must have been dozing in and out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, 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 I remember liking the idea of having all the all the mannequins sitting around a table. Oh, like, the yes, yes. Like with, with, like with no heads, and you, they were meant so you couldn't really tell who they were supposed to be, or even what color they were, whether they were black or white. Yeah, this was interesting. He he was talking about um, the colonial empires dividing up Africa. Right, right. And then he ended up getting um, a uh, order of empire. Um, he's a, like a member of the empire, something by the queen. He was, you know, he was right. given uh, some kind of title by the queen, and he—that's he, what he—that's his thing. He talks about the uh, the. The the well the 
possession, the the property right. of the ownership of uh, the imperial uh, countries that come to Africa and want to own everything. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one again. I, I don't. I didn't know as much about him, but he, I thought he was. He seemed really interesting. I'm just reading. Uh, I guess he's he's become a real like spokesperson for people with disabilities doing art. Mm-hmm. Saying here that he was announced as the patron saint of the annual Shape Arts Open Exhibition, where disabled and non-disabled artists are invited to submit work in response to an open theme. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be a pretty interesting, interesting uh, artist. I, I'm surprised in a way I've never heard of him, but I guess there's so many artists out there, right? Oh, it's and I've never had my ear to the ground on that level of art. Like I, lo- I like when I was really interested in art, I'd be more likely to be following um, like painters and that I liked that, and you know, a lot of them would have been older too. Some of them dead, some of them not. So. It, it, you know, you can just open your interest in arts up to such a wide world. If and you know, if you're somebody whose life is, if you're a curator, for example, you're going to know all these names because you're going to be reading about them and studying them and thinking about them all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I, I'm I'm not very um, well. The only costume experience I've had in Sault Ste. Marie was when uh, an artist by the name of Sarah Fortes, uh, who's from here, um, but went to, um, where did she go? Uh, School of, oh, I forgot. It's in in Britain anyway. Um, Oh, like like one of the big ones. One of the big ones in London, yeah. Uh, not the School of Economics or something like that. But it couldn't be that. Anyway, she she was doing a PhD in in, in visual in, art. Like art criticism or or studio practice? Was in, I didn't think in art, like art making. Really, I didn't um, know you could yeah. get a PhD in that. I did not know either, so it was interesting because um, she was. She was in London, actually. She was in London, uh, Ontario. Oh, yeah. And uh, she asked her brother to get dressed in these costumes and to get into a bus. And she, they did that. She filmed it about ten times. And, uh, and then he, 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 she filmed him um putting his costumes in the in the washing machine and the dryer and uh she played each video in a different tv set and um and she had um uh, an artist stock and her brother was there wearing one of her costumes and um she she felt that um Wearing these big costumes would uh, change the way that he uh, behaved or stood or, uh, you know, engaged with people, that it changed. Changed um, perception, I think. mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that was what she was studying. She was studying the 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 so it was almost like a sociological experiment 
uh, almost more that than uh, an art show. But a lot of, I feel that it moved into that direction now. It's like shows are sociological experiments, a lot of them are. Yeah, and I think that those three particular um, artists, uh, we didn't talk about, we didn't watch the Paul McCarthy, but he's very much like that. He's a pioneer of that sort of thing about, it's really make they really make you feel uncomfortable actually watching some of his. They're just so strange. What and are they like? Other other videos of him dressed up. Again, it's him. He dresses himself up with these bizarre costumes with like giant noses and just weird. It's just it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he's very famous actually. He's another guy who's been around for a long time. Um, but uh, he was one of the first people. He was he, I think he's considered sort of a pioneer of video art like Gary Hill or whatever, like he's one of the first people to have actually taken video and made it into an art form. His stuff's all video-based, I think. And I think he does sound-based stuff as well. Hmm. But anyway, I, I just to reiterate, I find those things are so interesting, those Art 21s. Like every single one of them I've watched, I'm like fascinated with them. Even if they're about an artist I've never heard of or if they're about an artist that I know but I don't know that much about or if they're even about an artist that I know a lot about, there's still more to know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like you're having a little uh, course right there on. Yeah, it's great. It's they, great. All these people right. are teachers, basically, because they've been at it for for so long, and they're describing their their processes. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like that a lot. We talk about we talk about that a lot. But to me, like getting into somebody's process is very. Um, I find that very interesting, and we like I said, but we probably talk about it every week, but. Or every time we talk. <laughs> well, no, that's that's why we're here. So that's it's uh, on point. Um, well, I, I'll just tell you a little bit about what I'm doing. Uh, I'm finishing printmaking right now. And what's this? What's this consensus? Do you like it? No. <laughs> Are you getting better at it? I'm getting a little bit better at it, um, but we've learned I, so many not, processes. Not to say that you weren't good at it. <laughs> well, I'm. But yeah, you see your I own pro. You see your own progression, right? I didn't do. Uh, we're supposed to do in, in in printmaking one. We're supposed to do a CMYK print where uh, you you take a, a photo and you split it in four different uh, colors and like the the program and Illustrator or Photoshop. I don't know which one. Right. Um, uh, places the dots for the red into one formation and then the dots for the blue into another formation and then the dots for the black and the yellow and so you're supposed to silks to to um, print on acetates these four uh, configurations for for color onto uh, the acetates and then you're supposed to uh, expose your silk screen with these four configurations and then you take your your four colors and you build it back. You're, you're supposed to build it back yes and uh, I, w I wasn't able to do it I had yeah to... that sounds that sounds like it would be not that easy <laughs> I um, your I had flipped but I had flipped uh, two of my uh, photos were reversed. Two of my plates, uh, the the configuration for colors were were switched. So when I got to the to the silk screening, I had two images that didn't fit. So I had to roll with it and ended up looking like Rauschenberg's work. 
<laughs> so I was lucky, but... Uh, so it looked cool, but it wasn't what you were trying for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to have... Your registration has to be perfect, I imagine, to get that to work, right? Exactly. Registration and the way that you, you place your acetates on the plate. And when you're just starting, you know, like it's it's hard for you to even understand what... Yeah. What's the next step? What's the next step? Yeah. I but would, I might uh, be able to do it better this time. <laughs> I I always loved. Um, I've never done any any of that stuff, but I've always like I've loved the final product. I love to like silkscreen art. I think it's just so cool. Oh, almost any, almost anything. Like the I like there's like that Norvo Morrissey. Is that the uh, native artist? Morisot. Morisot, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. he does. He does uh, a lot of silkscreen. I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting, yeah. and I've seen other other um, native art that's done with silkscreen. And then there's, of course, it was really lend itself to your kind of madman minimalist kind of color art and Mondrian's those sorts of things. But I, yeah, I, 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 I love the way you can see the process in a way. But I've never done it. I, it's always sort of been like almost mystical or magical to me how the how it works. It's uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's. It's more. It's better for me. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it the first time because when you're learning it, it's too hard. But um, now that I compare it with copper plating, um, all the copper plate uh, etchings that we're doing with uh, spit bites and sugar bites and and soap grounds, it's this so stuff those is are, hard. So these are things that you use to etch a copper plate. Yeah. And then take a reverse image of that. You uh, you take your plate and you kind of paint it with these different solutions, and you dip it in ferric acid for a certain amount of seconds. And it and eats away at the yeah. Yes, it eats away at the plate, and that that gives you the image that you will be printing. Yeah. Wow. So. The inking of those plates, Mark, is brutal because you have to use like newsprint from like a phone book and like wipe away the ink a little bit at a time, a little bit. Of, it, it can take up to half an hour for one little copper print that you're going to print one once you're gonna make one print then you're gonna start again uh, with again for half an hour inking that little copper plate to make your next print you know it's a very very painful process (laughs) yeah it sounds it So I made I made uh, I made enough, but my last three ones I wasn't really happy with them, unfortunately. But it's okay because I I've been making lino cuts at home. Uh, I bought a sheet of lino cut and I've been making small lino cuts, and I bought uh, all kinds of letters that and then I'm making compositions with letters and lino cuts at home. I do like. I have this press. It's not a, a real press. It's kind of a, it's a piece of plywood that has four big bolts that that shoots out of it, and there's oh, yeah. a top one with four holes, and it goes over top the of those big bolts, and then I tighten, I tighten each one, and I can press, 
I can press maybe up to 10, 10 different little lino cut prints. I can make those at home. I've been really liking it. And then the next thing I'll do is use my typewriter on, on them. So I'm home printmaking is much more fun than school printmaking. It sounds like quite a process. <laughs> well, I think you'd like it, though. If you did it, I think you would you would enjoy it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so, too. You like machines and... Uh, yeah. Printmaking's always... I like the mechanical aspect of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically and uh, my project um, downtown at the Arts Council has started and um, it's coming along we're going to have our first opening next week uh, the coordinator you... is doing well hmm? hey, so you hired someone? yep yeah. Yeah. our name is that? Dana oh yeah, yeah yeah I guess I knew that already so um that's so. How, is she working on this full time or is part time? Yeah, full time. She's working full time, and that's cool. She she found she found some people to uh, to come and and be part of the first exhibit. So it's it's exciting and uh, uh, it's a lot of work. Also, definitely a lot of work. I went and picked up my friend, and we put her artwork in the back, and. Some of it kind of got joss jostled, and one frame was so old it broke. <laughs> so, uh -oh. so I went and I went to look for another one. But luckily, my friend was very, very, very nice to me, and um, she's so laid back and sweet. So it's uh, it's all good. Um, but uh, you know, live and learn, eh? Can't <laughs> do. You have to. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm finding out that I'm not very good at being in commu community <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> I'm I I try I try to be uh, social and I try to make friends and I try to meet people because I think it's important for me. You have to create those kind of bonds. Well, yeah, and you're trying to build a community in a. a a stronger arts community in Sault Ste. Marie, right? That's part yeah, of Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. So well, the Arts Council was kind of taken, I mean, there have been people here that have been in the arts for a long, long time. And uh, they're established and they're kind of, they have their support networks and they have their uh, sort of vision and I'm from the fine arts university program, and my vision doesn't always kind of gel with the other kind of well-established people. So it's uh, but I think that I think we'll be able to to garner some. Um, steam with the younger um, artists I'm hoping and create a, a little bit of a community but it's it's right now it's kind of at its infancy and we're figuring out how to go about things a little bit here and there so it's we're, it's, we're kind of going at it kind of carefully <laughs> right, right now right. 
it's it's kind of nerve-wracking uh yeah anything to do with art is nerve-wracking i must <laughs> say with trying to keep keeping it funded i guess funded and um all of the uh publicity you have to do and um talking with people and uh explaining uh, visions uh, i'm trying to get volunteers involved so I've, I've brought my friends from the university i have two friends who are from saudi arabia and uh, they want to volunteer so i've brought them over and uh we've worked together and I, I called them my daughters, and uh, <laughs> we've, we've been around a little bit uh, at Sioux College, and uh, we're going to high schools, and it's it's kind of a different beat, because when I'm in my studio downstairs here in the basement, I'm kind of in my bubble, and at school when i go in the morning to do printmaking i'm in my bubble and uh then you have to kind of get out and and be uh sociable and talk about things and how do you do chit chat i don't know how to chit chat <laughs> yeah, you know you're um, good at that <laughs> i'm not great at it i'm good at it if it's flowing i'm not good at i'm not good at it if i'm Talking to people that I don't have anything in common with, that's where it doesn't work out that well. Well, how do you know if you have things in common with people? Like... Well, you start talking to them and the conversation just flows naturally, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't feel natural to me and I'm like, that's when I'm I'm liable to, to just do a French goodbye and not say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. Not say goodbye? A French just, goodbye? Yeah, have you heard that term? They call it a, the French goodbye, where you, you're you at a party or something, and you don't make a big deal out of leaving, you just leave. You just, that's what, I do that. I then, do yeah, that. Yeah, it's a French goodbye, and then half hour later, people are like, hey, where did Isabel go? Wasn't she just here a minute ago? I don't know, she must have left. She didn't say goodbye to me, I well. I've done that, that a few it. times. That's Isabel. <laughs> that's that's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that would be tough because you're really trying to get out there, and you have no, like, there's no way other way other than going out and putting yourself into the community, and you got to get support for this project, right? Because ideally, yeah. I guess you'd like to see it continue. Yeah, yeah, I have to follow it, and uh, I I want to apply for um, the the Grow Grant from the Ontario Trillium Foundation. They have. The seed grant, which which is the catalyst for the ideas, our ideas, we're trying them, like we're trying our ideas, um, and then I have to write them up to into and put them into a, a project that is viable into a grow grant. So I will be doing that in May June. Uh, I will try. I will give it a try. Hopefully it works. So far, right. so good. Like, so far, so good. It's been uh, two months, almost two months, and we're, we're, we're kind of hitting our stride. It's, it's not, it's, it's, uh, personalities are, painters aren't always sociable. Uh, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Painters, yeah, exactly. They like to be just in a room somewhere doing their thing. They don't like even the business aspect of the job, right? Like, 
But really, to be a successful artist, you have to be social, you have to be have business mind, you have to be able to actually make art that somebody wants to look at or buy and <laughs> <Yeah>. buy. <laughs> oh. Pretty demanding. Yeah. Well, so right now it's that's where I'm at, and hopefully it will grow. I'm I'm just uh, feeling it one day at a time, and uh, you know sometimes things take a little bit of time to to um, cook, to cook, to uh, temper, and to uh, to to become clear. You know. Um, takes time for water to become clear. You, the water is a little bit muddy right now, like when you're stirring, you're doing yeah, let things. It, let it settle. Just stop yeah. stirring it. Leave it alone. Let it settle. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what I'm doing. Um, I made some skirts. I sewed some skirts, beautiful oh, yeah. skirts. I'm happy with those. That's good. That's a talent. And uh, I think that's very artistic as well. It's the ability to... To have the visual spatial skills to sew, you got to be able to. Pattern making and pattern understanding is interesting. I'm I've terrible. been I'm terrible. making my own pattern. I basically rip uh, the material and iron it, and uh, I just kind of sew rectangles together, and then I put an elastic at the top, and that's basically it. <laughs> so it's not. Uh, it's it's hacking as usual i do hacking but uh sewing is fun because it's it's so nice and repetitive you just get that tick 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 sound you know and right, it's, right. it's very calming i like it i i think you should try it too i did try day. it i've tried it yeah. in the past oh green always had a sewing machine around back and i lived with her and I, I just, my visual spatial skills are not that good. No. Like the idea of turning things inside out. and I, I, You know what? I like anything. If you did it, you would get better at it. Yeah. So I never really tried that hard. Have but you, people um, that sew are very meticulous, and they're very good at making things look really neat. I'm not like that. No. Have you um, finished your basement? Uh, it's very close. It's the guy who's doing the work for me. Uh, had a, a death in the family, and uh, far, uh, and the the person is far away, so he's been gone a couple weekends. So I think next week we'll finish up a, a majority of the. Just a little bit of flooring has to be done, and then and then uh, and then the moldings around windows and doors and baseboards and stuff like that. So really not very much, but but yeah, and we got to finish putting the bathroom together. There's there's another. It'll be done by the end of March, probably. Well, no, not by the end of March, by the end of April. <laughs> Wow, it's it's a long thing. Eh? Oh yeah, well it's because I'm doing it um somewhat myself and hiring people to do it when they have time. I didn't do anything last summer. That was uh, it's hard to get people to do like in the summer. People don't want to like especially because the people that I'm having that are helping me are people that have other jobs. Like mm -hmm. if you want to get it done quickly, you spend fifty thousand dollars and you just hire somebody to just do it. And it'll be done in a month, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But uh, I'm doing it for less money than that and lot a lot longer. But it's it's coming close. It's it's pretty it's pretty exciting to see. I'm amazed at that. It's great. Good good for you. But yeah, there was nothing done from like I'd say the from when the drywall went up last year at the end of March or end of April or something like that, maybe even into May, and then uh, 
nothing done again until like October. Yeah. So so we lost a bunch of time there. But it's but coming. So you're at and the it, molding. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll go fairly quickly. I'm hoping. You had to create walls and ceilings. Oh yeah, and it was all a completely this, right? yeah yeah. There was a lot of, a lot to do yeah, because it was it was just a completely open space. So walls and insulation and extending the heating system, moving the ducts, pu- putting plumbing in, building a shower saw, pu- doing all the tile. We did a, t- a totally tile shower saw. Looks really good. Woohoo! Like a walk-in. Gonna, a walk-in? Yeah, yeah, like a walk-in. Oh, I so, love those. So it's like five feet by uh, three feet. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's gonna be a lot nicer than the upstairs bathroom here. Uh-huh. They don't have to do the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> Uh, but in any case, it does take a while, and I'm not the most. Uh, some people they just they just take something on, and then they just go completely nuts about it, and then they do it themselves, and they get it done. But I, I've done enough stuff in the past on my own that I know the way to get something done is to hire someone that knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can figure it out. I'm pretty handy. But the problem is, is figuring it out is frustrating. Yes. Right. Like if if once you figured it out, then you're never going to do it again. Right. That's, That's right. It's like I. I, so yeah, quite a while ago I figured out that yeah I can probably you can probably save like you know if, maybe not fifty percent but if you put if you do all the work yourself and hire out as little as possible you can probably save like you know forty percent anyway but I don't know <laughs> you might end up cutting a finger off <laughs> <laughs> don't do that no no I'm staying away from those <laughs> those machines okay okay well I guess we should. Uh, Bid adieu. Yes, yes, we're we're closing in yeah. on the almost an hour, so we did good. Okay, that's good. Okay, well, we will uh, maybe find another one of those. I think we got an endless well of those Century Twenty One real estate. I mean, Art Twenty One. <laughs> I keep thinking Century Twenty One every time I see it. I want yeah. to get one of those one of those bad suits that they used to wear, those brown <laughs> and gold suits. Yeah. Remember the commercials in the seventies? Yeah. But anyway. I think there's a lot of that's a pretty deep well of of uh, content there. I think we should keep. If you ever are poking around in there and you see one you want to talk about, just send me a link. Oh, I like the ones you pick because they're so different from the ones I would pick. So it's I'm funny. Learning. I'm not going. I'm not wading very deep into it. I'm just. I basically go to the front page and I, I, I just get whatever like. Yeah. The first thing that I see that that piques my curiosity even in the slightest bit. And like I said, I was trying to say at the beginning. It's there's some it's like March there's there's some like it's Women in Arts Month or something like that. Oh. So just let me quickly before we go here, I'm gonna see if mm-hmm. I can go back there and yeah. see what what uh, what I saw there that made me and then and obviously Cindy Sherman is a woman, but there yeah. were other things that were on there that were pretty interesting as well. Okay. Or Of course, I get there and. Oh, this this site is down for maintenance. Do you have that? R21. No, I must have just got there in time. Oh. But it's interesting. I went there last night and it said something and that's where I got to it. And I don't see it now. So, anyway, oh, look who's at the top. Oh, they changes. Does so I saw uh, we'll talk about them later. There's so much. There's so much Isabel on here. It's I, I really like it. Okay, you keep picking them. I like that. <laughs> I All like right, I'll try that. to give you. I'll try to give you. I'll, I'll try to give you a little more time so you can watch it, and you don't have to try to come it in. But I'll. I'll, oh, I'll pick I'm something good. in the next. 
the next couple of weeks we'll do another talk about it. I watched it this morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> there you go. I was up. I was up for some reason. Couldn't sleep? Yeah. Yeah, so I watched that, and that was that was cool. I was happy about that. It's great. Okay, well, I will find another one or whatever, and we will uh, talk about it in the next couple of weeks. Perfect. Okay, okay. cheers. Okay. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.